Welcome to the D-Backs Daily Show, where we're talking about the Arizona Diamondbacks every day. I'm your host, Jesse Friedman. Welcome to today's edition of the D-Backs Daily Show. As always, I'm your host, Jesse Friedman. And it's been a good weekend for the Arizona Diamondbacks as they capped off a series win, two games to one, against the Los Angeles Dodgers over the weekend. They won today's series finale by a score of 6-5 to five as I record this on Sunday night. And I think this was big for the D-backs. To get back to winning, they had dropped 13 of 15 games. Let me say that again. 13 of 15 games. And what's so astonishing about all of this is that it was not but three weeks ago that we were all looking at the Diamondbacks and saying, wow, this team, this team seems to be figuring it out. This team could come back and make a wild card run that's very interesting. That, of course, was after the wild game the Diamondbacks ended up winning at Coors Field in Colorado. They played resiliently. They played the way that a playoff team plays. They never stopped coming at you. And really, that's never been new for the Diamondbacks. They've really been doing that for most of the season, where they they don't give up. They keep fighting. But it wasn't until that day that we really saw the Diamondbacks come back and win. And that was a good day for the Diamondbacks. But these last few weeks, leading up to the All-Star break, have been absolutely brutal. You've seen Zach Greinke get hurt. The D-backs still have a number of players on the disabled list who are all integral parts of their team, from David Peralta to Chris Owings to Ruby De La Rosa. The list goes on and on. Now Chris Herman was placed on the disabled list, who is playing very well as a backup catcher who was starting to see even more starting opportunities as the season had gone on. And the pitching just hasn't been good enough. They just haven't been executing their pitches the way that they need to to win games. And it's hard to really call this a lack of talent because the pitchers who have been struggling for Arizona are pitchers who do have track records. Patrick Corbin, Shelby Miller, These are guys who are not new to the game. They're not new even to the major league level. They've had success here before, but for some reason, they just haven't been getting it done. So what does this mean now? What does this series win against the Dodgers mean? It means the D-backs still have some fight in them. And that's something I applaud. I think that this second half of the season is going to be more about them proving to themselves that they can contend. I don't think they have to prove anything to everyone else. I don't think that's really been their problem. I think that they have really struggled with the expectations that they've placed on themselves. And I think that this second half of the season is going to be very important. I think it's more about gaining confidence and trust in each other, in themselves, that they can come back next year and really make some noise, and really accomplish everything that they set out to do this season that just hasn't gone on so well. And if it feels to you like it's been a while since the Diamondbacks have won a series, it's not just a feeling. The last time the Diamondbacks won a series was over June 17th to June 20th. Now, today as I record this, 
this is July 17th. So the series that the Diamondbacks won previously, the most recent one they've won, was against the Phillies that started on June 17th, and it is now July 17th. So it has been effectively one month since the Diamondbacks have won a series. That's how brutal these past few weeks have been. But now you have a new second half. You have a new opportunity in this second half, even though the playoffs are looking bleaker and bleaker by the day, as the Giants continue to surge and the Nationals continue to surge, the Cubs aren't going anywhere. I don't think playoffs are really at the forefront of their minds right now. And I think deep down they know somewhere that it's probably not going to happen no matter what they do. So this is about confidence. This is about believing in themselves This is about stringing together some winning streaks. This is about proving to themselves that they can be competitive. And in light of these goals, in light of the things that the Diamondbacks are going to set out to accomplish in the second half of the season, I think that Dave Stewart needs to be very careful about which phone calls he answers as the August 1st trade deadline gets closer and closer. Because I don't think you really want to mess with too much right now. We've heard a lot of rumors about teams inquiring about Patrick Corbin, about Robbie Ray. I even heard a report that the Los Angeles Dodgers had checked in on Shelby Miller, believe it or not. I don't think you want to answer any of these phone calls. Or at least, if you do answer, simply say a kind no thank you. Because if you think about this from a, from a business standpoint, it doesn't make any sense. The times when you should make trades are when you want to sell high or buy low. Dealing Corbin, dealing Robbie Ray, dealing Shelby Miller, all of those things would be selling low. And that just doesn't make any sense. You don't want to deal a player when they're at their lowest point because the only direction they can go after that is up. So when you look at Corbin, you look at Robbie Ray, you look at Shelby Miller, I know they've all been disappointing this year. And who knows, maybe maybe they've hit a wall. Maybe Shelby Miller is never going to turn into the pitcher that he was with Atlanta. Maybe Patrick Corbin coming back from Tommy John's surgery isn't ever going to get back to the ace caliber starter that we saw back in 2013. Maybe Robbie Ray will stay as a back-end starter. But the thing is, you, you just don't know. And based on the track records of particularly Shelby Miller and Patrick Corbin, you don't take that chance. Because all you're going to get in return are probably garbage prospects. You're not going to get anything serious in return. Nothing that's going to really help you over these next few years the Diamondbacks are trying to contend. It just doesn't make any sense. The only pieces the Diamondbacks should really consider trading at this point, the only phone calls that I think Dave Stewart should even bother answering, are phone calls on Tyler Clippard and Daniel Hudson. Now, Daniel Hudson is a free agent at the end of the year, and that's really the only reason I think they should do that. Daniel Hudson has really struggled, even in the victory today when the Dodgers were coming back in the uh, eighth and ninth innings, making the game uncomfortably close. Daniel Hudson was right in the thick of that. He gave up a couple more runs today, and his last few weeks have been dreadful. In his last nine outings, his ERA has gone from 1.55 to 5.14. And that's why I'm, I'm a little more hesitant on Daniel Hudson because I, I don't know what you're going to get for him. With Brad Ziegler, he did have at least some value. He was closing for you. He was being very successful in that role. And even though Daniel Hudson was so good for the first few months of the season, 
this recent struggle has really got him to the point where you're not going to get any high-level prospects for him. But he's a free agent at the end of the year, so if somebody wants to overpay for him, I, I think you have to listen. Tyler Clippard is the other relief pitcher that I think Diamondbacks should consider dealing here at the deadline. He's, he's really been only okay. He got really roughed up today against the Dodgers. Even though the D-backs were still able to pull out their win, he really got roughed up. And I think the Clippard at this point in his career probably has a ceiling of about a seventh inning reliever. I don't think he's really going to be more than that. His strikeout rate has looked good this year, but his his ability to prevent runs has uh, has just not been extremely impressive. You see him with uh, an ERA in the mid-threes right now, which is really just average or possibly even below average for a reliever. And in light of that, I don't see Clippard having a, a bona fide long-term future in Arizona. He, he's a decent piece to have because he's at least reliable. He's not a guy who's going to explode and have a six ERA all of a sudden, I don't think. Um, but because he doesn't have that clear future and a clear role in the future here in Arizona, I, I don't think he's a guy that you have to have next year. I don't think you have to bring him back. He's on contract for this year and for next year. And that means that he could be worth something to another team, especially a contending team who wants to shore up their bullpen with maybe another reliable arm. I think Clippard is a guy they could look at. He's a guy you might be able to get a couple uh, mid-level decent prospects who might be able to help you at some point in the future. Now, as far as pitchers go, that's it. I'm listening on Tyler Clippard. I'm listening on Daniel Hudson. And if someone wants to give me a prospect for Randall Delgado, I will take it. That's the other exception to the rule. But as far as position players go, I think the D-backs need to be very careful. Because although this season seems to be lost and probably is lost as far as making the playoffs goes, I think the Diamondbacks really have a strong young core of position players, and I'd hate to see almost any of them go. Now, the one thing I would consider is possibly dealing a catcher. Now, unfortunately, Chris Herman just hit the DL, so this makes this move a little bit more complicated. Uh, but Wellington Castillo is, is getting a little bit older. He'll be in his age 30 season next year. Um, and, and for a catcher, that's usually about the time where, uh, where your knees give out on you a little bit. And that's kind of when catchers hit their peak is right where Castillo is now. And I think it's going to be mostly downhill from this point forward. Now, for those of you who aren't as familiar uh, with the trade deadline market as you might like to be, Jonathan Lucroy is really the, the prize at catcher uh, this trade deadline. He's a catcher for the Milwaukee Brewers. He's very sound offensively. He's also uh, one of the best pitch framers in the game. He's a solid all-around catcher, especially on the offensive end, and he would add a lot to any team. But there's probably going to be a team or two that is going to be looking for a catcher that's going to miss out on Lucroy. And I think that Wellington Castillo could be that guy. Now, the other option is to trade Chris Herman, because if you don't know anything about Chris Herman's history, this kid has never actually hit before. Never in the majors has he even been average, much less the incredibly above average season that he's put together for Arizona so far this year. If you look even last year, Chris Herman in 103 at bats for the Minnesota Twins hit a buck 46 with a 214 on base percentage and a 272 slugging percentage. And it's hard for me to say this because I really do like Chris Herman as a player. I think he plays with a lot of energy. I think he's really fun for the fans to watch. 
But from a business standpoint, it makes a lot of sense. Like I said before, you either want to buy low or sell high. Those are really the two situations you really want to be in as a general manager in Major League Baseball. And Chris Herman would be a premier sell-high candidate for the Diamondbacks at this point. And I think it might be a good opportunity to capitalize on the season he's having right now and maybe get a decent return for him. So over these next couple weeks, as we get closer to August 1st, I'd be really surprised if you saw anything big. If you saw any starting pitcher move, if you saw any significant piece coming back to Arizona, I think, and I hope, that the only names that could possibly leave Arizona over these next couple weeks are Tyler Clippard and Daniel Hudson. Thanks for listening to today's edition of the D-Backs Daily Show. As always, you can find me on Twitter at, at Jesse N. Friedman, or you can tweet the show at, at D-Backs Daily Show. You can also get online at www.thewebgem.net slash dbacksdailyshow. I'm your host, Jesse Friedman. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back with more tomorrow about the Arizona Diamondbacks.